Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334. The Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Recently, the playoff committee convened and 2024, 12 teams. 12 teams in 2024. Now, we talked about this a little bit uh, maybe about a year ago uh, when this first started popping up in the news. And uh, now we've got confirmation that we are indeed going to 12 teams and just want to get some quick reactions. I see a lot of you guys in here commenting. Just so you know, today we're talking playoff expansion. I will start with you, B-Will. How are you feeling about what's going on? Oh, man. Big smile. B-Will, what's up, man? Talk to us. I'm feeling fantastic. If for no other reason then. The arguments against the 12-team playoff really didn't make any sense. They never made any sense to me. I know some people in the chat may have some. We'd be glad to for us to all talk about it. But, yes, it's money. Absolutely, it's money. But everything else is money as well. Bowl games are really money grabs, honestly. And those had gotten dull. Everybody's cool with 30 very mediocre, mostly bowl games being played. So why, what do you have against the playoff that's extended if you've got all these garbage bowl games? I don't know. If if anybody was in favor of no postseason except for games that are played for championships, that would make more sense to me than being against the 12-team playoff but saying, hey, I like bowl games and want to see them. I don't understand how you like one and not the other. So we can get into all the other reasons later. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. All right. Be Will excited about it. Mike G, how you feeling? 12-team playoff. Uh, listen, uh, <laughs> Josh Pate has been screaming all over Twitter. Yes, he has. The last that this is bad for college football, and that um, you're only going to strengthen the cases of the Ohio States and the Bamas and those people out there. I don't wholly disagree with him, but I'll tell you this: um, if you're the ACC or the PAC, you played yourself. <laughs> you, you played yourself by not getting uh, on board with this earlier. And yeah. then watch what's watch what this does to the rest of the conference realignment. Notre Dame, they're running for a damn conference now. I promise you they're running for a conference. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame is running for a conference because here's the deal. In these super conferences where you've got 16 SEC teams and like 24 Big Ten teams or whatever, they're like the Big 30 now. 
it's it's going to be what incentive do I have to schedule Notre Dame? Because I'm probably picking up an extra conference game. The Big Ten is already in a nine conference game model, I think. Right. They are. Right? So now teams are going to put a bigger emphasis on staying healthy and finishing with a record that will qualify to back you into the playoffs if you're not an automatic qualifier as a conference winner. That's what's going to happen here. So Notre Dame's going to have to join a conference. Because if I'm one of, if I'm Ohio State or one of these schools that plays Notre Dame every year, if I'm already in the big or the SEC, I'm not scheduling you. What would I schedule you for? You need me. I don't need you. Yeah. So the prestige of Notre Dame, like people saying, oh, Notre Dame's going to make it every year. I'm like, yeah, yeah. As soon as they join the Big Ten, <laughs> sure. But let's see how easy it is for them to make it when they have to play a conference schedule just like everybody else and go through the rigors of playing the same schools over and over again and those, those schools learning your tendencies. And Man, I'm just telling you, I think this is going to have a huge impact like on the next year. 2024 is when it starts? Yeah, 2024. Yeah, I thought it said 2026 was possible with possible implementation by 26. I thought I mean, it was so the 2024. Is it the 2024, it says, it says 2025 as soon as 2024. So. Okay. 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 All right. So listen, mm. that means we got two years left in the current model if they do that. Two years. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we'll have at the, at this the, at year. the earliest. Th- this season yeah. and next season. And yeah. that's it. Yep. Right. And then they're moving to this thing. So there's going to be a mad dash for shelter. The hurricane that is. The college football expanded playoff is coming, and you need to find a hurricane shelter called the SEC or the Big Ten or whatever the hell the ACC pack thing they're going to put together to try to save themselves from themselves. Man, they played themselves. They did. They, they played themselves. They did. Yeah, they yeah. played themselves hard. So. All right, so let me let me get a reaction from C-Dub here, then we're going to go to the comments, see how you're feeling about this, and I'll, I'll read a little bit about what they put out um, as far as things that they've approved for this in just a minute. But, see, let me just get your instant reaction to a 12-team playoff. I mean, we was heading this direction. Um, I'm not real surprised, but I I think this is why the Big Ten and the SEC were jockeying and getting in position for this. And you need it because in our own own conference alone, we're going to cannibalize each other. And Mm. so – is why Greg Sankey really pushed for this. Uh, I echo a lot of what Mike's sentiments is that if you're a school like Notre Dame, why schedule you if I'm in one of these conferences and my schedule, if you're a school like Auburn, you already know what it means to have one of the toughest schedules in college football. Yeah. Other teams are going to follow suit now. Like teams that used to be able to avoid the Bamas and Tennessees because they weren't rivals. Well, you may avoid them, but you got Oklahoma and and LSU and A&M and, and these other schools on your schedule, you're not going to want to schedule out of conference. That used to be a big thing, especially first weekend of the college football season. You want to schedule an out-of-conference opponent. Those days may be going away as you're developing these super conferences. You're going to be playing a hard opponent just about every other week now. Right. So that's the, I, I think this was this was – this was coming. I, 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 I'm not quite sure how I felt about 12 versus 8. I know a lot of people said they wanted 8. Uh, yeah. They wanted 12. I just wanted to not be 4, <laughs> right? right. And so I'm, I'm happy that it's not 4. And you do give other teams an opportunity to get in without an asterisk 
like a Cincinnati last year, right? Right. And so you you I I like the expansion. I think it's pretty good. And and I think I'm curious to see what happens with conference realignment uh cuz this kind of forces the hand of other conferences who are already trying to follow the SEC and Big 10. I don't know what happens to the Big 12. I don't know what they where they go from here, but it's curious to see the Away. dominoes that fall as a result of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they go. They go away. All right, let's get into some more of these comments. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Again, this is the War Report Live talking about playoff expansion. We will start with some naysayers, namely my man Lawrence Robinson says, I am pissed at this expansion. This is the worst thing ever. He goes on to say, someone explained to me how it's a good idea that Auburn could potentially have to play Bama or UGA three times to win a national championship. This is whack. Any responses to Lawrence Robinson's concerns there? Of course. So here's the deal. I think people are viewing this like, well, I got to play Bama. I got to play Georgia. Then I got to play Bama or Georgia. And then I got to play Bama or Georgia again. All of that is possible. What we're hoping and counting on is that Auburn is actually a very good team. Right. Not the team in 2017 that was one running right. back away or couldn't beat a very good Georgia defense the second time right. around. Because you're worried when, about playing us twice, David. Right, right. So when right. you aren't get your weight up. Get right. your weight up. So instead of a a game where you just had a very good call game at home against Georgia and you gamed them, right? You got them. Like it wasn't a trick. You just beat them. But it was a very good well call game. One of the times where Gus was in his element. All right. It's hard to pull that twice, number one, with the style of offense, and number two, against a team as talented and as well-coached as a Georgia defense is. Doing that twice is difficult for that team. If we are the type of team we want to be, then they would be saying this exact same thing about us and not the other way around. We're not one running back deep. We've got three running backs that can go out there and be equally as productive. And so if one gets hurt, if we lose a tank— in the before the SEC championship game, then we got a Jarquez and a Damari and a Sean Jackson ready to be the battering ram to propel us into the playoff into a national championship season. The difference here is that we are hoping we are not this team who has whisked and tripped into the playoff because then I understand the fear. Then I understand the trepidation. Well, what do we have to beat them again? Then we beat them a fucking game. Yes. That's what happens. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Everybody's so scared. <laughs> Screw oh, you, what we have to be? <laughs> These yes. are not unbeatable not teams, man. Some. These are not unbeatable teams. We have been so <laughs> ill-prepared to compete with the best teams in the country. We play two of them every year, so we know how ill-prepared we have been to play against them. And everybody's so used to seeing that. Yes, if we're going to be that ill-prepared, then I agree with everybody who's naysaying on Auburn's behalf because then we're only good enough to beat them every now and then, so we got to kind of hope the cards play fall right and that we get them at home and, oh, if it's neutral side, what do we do? No, then we deserve to lose if we're not good enough to beat them anywhere on any field. That's yeah. what happens. And you're uh, not— and, and, Turn up, be will. Turn up, turn up, be will. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Be uh, you're you're a little. You need to. You little kind of monotone. You need to liven up a little bit. I'm parched. Um, this isn't what happened. I mean, it, didn't Bama and Georgia have to deal with this last year? Treat your boys. Chill boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. 
Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. Yeah, yeah. but I think mean, that's my point, though, Caesar. Is is here's my thing, right? Regardless of how this good a good team teams is, deal with. beating a team twice in one season is hard as hell anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just hard, let alone beating the top teams in the SEC, right? Like, right. it is a tall tale to beat a well-coached team twice. Yeah. You know, I almost say the losing team has the advantage. Like, probably the best thing that could have happened to Georgia was they lost the SEC championship game because right. there was no chance they were not going to make the playoff. Right. I mean, that's what it came down to. And they were prepared the second time for Bama defensively. Mm-hmm. I called that Bama would win that SEC championship game. I called that when I said, ah, this feels like a Bama kind of game. But I was not confident that they were going to win it the second time around. I called right. Georgia in the, in the national title game, and they won it. And convincingly at the end as well, too, it was a good game for the most part. But those those plays, it's hard to make those types of game-winning plays twice against a well-coached team. It just is. So right. hopefully, but to B's point, you know, with an F-bomb on top, <laughs> it's it, we're the well-coached team that people don't want to see twice. Rather than worrying about having to play those teams again, they need to be worried about having to play us. Right. Right? right? All right. So, so, so in a 12-team model, though, check this out. In a 12-team model, a... Like a nine-win Auburn team has a chance to sneak in on the Becky. And if mm-hmm. you're Bama and you just squeaked by us in the Iron Bowl like any of these years last year, right. you don't want to see that team again in the playoff. You don't. Right. Yeah. You want to hang your hat on the fact we beat you, see you 365 days. <laughs> right. 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 But you definitely don't want to see Auburn again in, 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 in a play on the back end of a playoff. So I don't know. You still have the advantage if you get the bye because you're going to be well rested. And it's a lot of football. If you're going to, just like the NFL, if you're going to come from the back of the pack to win this thing, you're going to play a lot of football and you're going to need a lot of luck and you're going to need a lot of people to stay healthy. Yeah. But still, I like the, I like the idea that somebody's going to get the shot to do that. Right. Certainly. All right, well, let's take a look at some more of these comments and then we'll get a little bit into the ruling that came out or the things that came out. Um, uh, C-Mac TV, appreciate you tuning in, says this is good news. Great. Chris K jumps in. I think your understanding is incorrect. The top four teams get away, uh, get away round by. So a first round by is what I think he's going for there. And then five through 12 teams have a bowl, then semifinal. You won't play the top team multiple times. It would be likely be a single elimination tournament. Well, I um, think what, what Mike is saying is we're going to have to play him in the regular season. You're going to have to face... Well, this, he was talking about Lawrence's Georgia. statement that you're going to have to play Georgia and Bama possibly three times, right? So oh, yeah, playing yeah, in yeah, the regular yeah. season, you would play potentially Georgia again in a conference title game and then potentially have to play them again in the playoff, right? You right. wouldn't see Bama three times. Bama would only be once or twice potentially. In the playoff, but that's, yeah. that was Lawrence's point. Why, why are we making it more difficult for Auburn to get there? If we, uh, if we run the table during the regular season, we shouldn't have to go and face those teams again. But to, to be Will's point, if you're the team to beat, they should be saying that about you. Let me ask you, you this. See. Let me ask you this. Depending on, depending on assuming that Georgia doesn't go undefeated mm-hmm. until you beat them, Right. If you beat them twice, would that hurt their chances of even getting into a playoff? 
Um, like, like if you beat them regular season in SEC championship game, well, yeah. it depends mm-hmm. on how good you are. Because if they lose twice and they've got two you losses would have on to the be season, to do that. right? You got to be really still, good. They, they can, can still, still get in. sneak yeah. in in the twelfth spot. That's why I thought yeah. eight was a better number because it prevents that. But yeah. get get yeah. ready for the complaining from all the people when a third of this is SEC teams. A third, and it, yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be like half, half of them. Like, yeah, once we get the super conference, it will be yeah. like half. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, it's gonna For be sure. hard. I mean, I think you'll get four SEC teams in minimum. It's gonna be and eight. It's gonna be eight. Big Ten and SEC teams combined at least. Right. Like, but yeah, for sure. I guess my point is you're going to have the same the same complaint people have now they're going to have in this format. Right. Which is why I thought eight was a better number because you at least can limit it some and then set rules to get other people into those spots. Now, I'm SEC, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm not complaining about Auburn getting into a 12 spot and playing extra football. Right. What I, what I don't want to hear is everybody else's bitching. Right. About why they didn't get in, like why did eight and four Auburn get in? Well, they played the hardest, you know. You know what I mean? Like I think about yeah. how bad our season was from a national perspective last year, and they still logged a top ten win. Yeah, <laughs> this Auburn team still logged a couple of top fifteen wins. Mm-hmm. So you're not telling me that a nine-win SEC team that doesn't make the SEC championship yeah. game is going to have a great shot of getting in somewhere between 10 and 12. Right. So definitely it's going possible. to suck. All right, so let's go in here and talk about playoff expansion. This is uh, some of the rules that came out with the playoff expansion um, as listed uh, from outside from out of that meeting. The 12-team bracket, six highest-ranked conference champions. So... Um, if there are six conferences, I mean, so here, let's talk about number one here, plus the next six highest ranked teams, right? So let's talk about number one, the six highest ranked conference champions, no minimum ranking requirement. So what are the conferences that they're, they're outlining for this as the six All of them. champions? All of them. So they aren't excluding group of five. They, they will exclude group of five, but similar to Cincinnati, it's as if if Cincinnati won the AAC, they would be included. It'll be the Big 12 going forward. But looking right. at last season, if they won the AAC and they are ranked higher than, I don't know, whoever won the Pac-12, then they're, I mean, but the Pac-12, I don't, who's, I don't even know what they do on a year-to-year basis, but it, it allows the opportunity for the Power 5 plus one so more than likely, whoever the highest-ranked group of five conference champion is, they get an automatic berth. Now, in years past, who might might have been a UAB. Uh, but a, is, is, is there a Power Five still, right? Like, I mean, I understand that those conferences still exist, but do you consider those the most powerful five conferences still? I mean, it's the Big Ten, it's the SEC. Those other conferences are kind of eh. The ACC exists and it still has Clemson over there. I guess Miami's on the up. They coming up. Miami's okay, coming up. Maybe yeah. Miami, but like, like okay. So the ACC maybe sneaks into this conversation, right? But is the Pac twelve still? I mean, is are they still a, a Power Five conference? Like, let's be real. With they're how, as they're currently not, constructed, I mean, not after. Do you consider them a Power Five conference? Yeah, but that's why you know I think you'll like? see. Um, yeah, that's why I think you see realignment over the next two years is going to go nuts again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I think that they're going to okay, consider- that furthers my point. As you get into realignment, will there be there five fi- big conferences five. and probably then five not. minor or group of five conferences that even still four. exist? Yeah. Let me. Um. Can we pull that back up again? Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to go through them one by one. But uh, team twelve team bracket six highest ranked conference champions. So what they're assuming here is 
uh, of the conference champions champions that exist, whoever's the ranked highest. So like if all power five are in the top 10 or whatever, uh, and then maybe a group of five one is in the top 10. So we're going to take the sixth highest ranked one. So is that that's one five. scenario? Correct? Right. So, right. So, so, okay. So, but then I'll, it says plus six highest ranked teams. So that's supposed to be the construction of 12 is co- six conference champions and six. And then the next six highest ranked teams, which to your point earlier, Mike, about a Notre Dame who isn't in a conference, they can still they be highly ranked. That's how they're going to get in. Cause it's still those committees that favor a traditional Notre Dame. So Notre Dame but is still pro- pretty. But, but to Mike's point, who's going to want to schedule Notre Dame? Now? Yeah, I'm not scheduling them. And no, they're going to be playing. And, up, they're gonna, they're, but they're going to get in literally every year. They're going to be playing group of five teams the whole time, and a bunch of ACC teams at, at the bottom end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or they're going to make it in as a low seed and have the hardest yeah, possible I mean, the, path to the in, to the, in this the path. Notre Dame has no choice. The highest they could possibly be is seventh. Right. <laughs> that's that's, they, what that's I'm the saying. highest Notre Dame could possibly be uh, if they're going to do it. Sixth conference champions, and then the next six highest ranked. Even if Notre Dame is ranked number two, they could not be a conference champion. The highest they could be ranked in this system is seventh. If they put in a Notre Dame exception, I'm going to lose my mind. How do, how do well, <laughs> that kind of is the Notre Dame mind. exception, isn't it? No, I'm saying like if they as put in. putting them in the top. Right, right? yeah, but if, if Notre Dame is ranked eighth or higher, they bump out the lowest well, what, rank. How they would have to phrase it is yeah. any non-conference uh, anyone who isn't in a conference, because Notre Dame is the only team that's not in a conference, right? Right. Um, there are very few of them. I think there's like maybe two other notable ones. Um, is it BYU that isn't in the conference? They're still yeah, in the Yeah. But they're, they're about to join the Big 12. Yeah. So, uh, well, so how they would phrase it likely is any independent per, if they're going to try to make some sort of quote unquote Notre Dame exception, mm-hmm. which is what everybody's going to call it, right? Like it doesn't matter who these other indies are. They're going to call this the Notre Dame exception. If they do that, sure. then that's going to be the only way that they get rated higher than seventh going into this conference realignment yeah. expansion. Um, number two here, ranking system, college football playoff selection committee will continue to determine the weekly rankings with criteria to be reevaluated. So the playoff committee is saying, we're going to still do the same thing we've been doing as far as how the rankings are concerned. Um, but the playoff committee um, is kind of tying their hands by rule one here and how they're going to be able to put people in seating. For the playoff. And then bracket is going to be four high. Oh, excuse me. So I, I, I didn't get to, to point number three. They could be ranked fifth. So the four highest ranked conference champions will be one through four. The four highest remaining seeds will host lower seeds. So I guess they could be fifth ranked here because, again, they're saying conference champion one through four or by, by ranking. So doesn't matter if you're a conference champion and you're ranked 20th, right? But you're the highest ranked one. You could be in the f- top four seeds based upon this, right? Like, let's just say there's a scenario. I don't who somebody real quick pull up the standings for the top twenty teams at the end of last year, right? Okay. Um, at the end of last regular season, the conference at the end of the last regular season. See if we can okay. find who were the top twenty teams uh, there. So okay, what would they so, be like week so fourteen AP so, poll? Right. So I got it here. So okay. week fifteen, week fifteen, okay. the, the AP poll. Um, the top five were Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati, Notre Dame. Okay, so Alabama would be the conference champion, right? Mm-hmm. Michigan would be a conference champion. Mm-hmm. Correct. Was the next team on that list? Uh, Georgia. Was Georgia the, is was not going to be a conference champion. So, so they, they would, would be the fifth? highest they could be ranked here is fifth. fifth. Continue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati. 
Cincinnati would be a conference, conference third, champion, so they, so they would be third. ranked third in the uh, b- playoff. Go ahead. Notre Dame, seventh. <laughs> Notre Dame, the highest they could be ranked in this would be sixth, likely, okay. because, because they're Georgia not a conference be champion. So who is right. the next Georgia, conference champion on that right. who That's the question I'm about to ask. Who, who is the, the next the conference champion? Did, did Baylor win the Big 12? They did. Yes. Okay, so they're, they're ranked sixth in this poll. So okay, they so will be four. Right. They so would be four. number four as this is presently constructed. Which, which is actually, which actually, that actually would dis- would resolve the issues last year quite well, in my right. opinion. Right, right. Ohio State was seventh, so they were the Big Ten runner-up, technically, right? Okay, so they would likely come in around seventh or eighth in this uh, playoff yeah. expansion. Yeah, Ole Miss was eighth. Ole Miss still gets in in this right. one. Do you think? Do you think Ohio State jumps Notre Dame? Well, oh, here's hold on. Here's the thing. Well, they nah. said that they're going to take six conference champions. So right. who that, is the what, next that, yeah, yeah, conference going champion? Down the list here. So what? Who's the Pac-12 champ? Highest uh, ranked. Was it Utah? Champion. I think it was Utah, right? It was Utah. Where's they, Utah they ranked? Went, they in went that? to the Rose Bowl. They, they are ranked tenth in the final AP. Okay, polls. so so they're in. They would have to be somewhere in that top area as well. So they would leapfrog a couple of teams in this because they won their conference. Correct. Correct. Um, let's see. Um, what conference is Pittsburgh in? ACC. ACC. They finished eleven and two. Who won the ACC last year? I think Clemson still won it, didn't they? Yeah, but they Am I finished. That up? They finished ninth, but they season. lost three games. Yeah, yeah, they lost three I games. Think Clemson did win, and then Pittsburgh was eleven and two last year. Hmm, interesting. What, where's they, Pittsburgh? Was it, right? was, was it? Wait, 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 wait. Was it Pittsburgh or was it Wake Forest? Wake Forest? Was it Wake Forest? Was that the hold on wait ACC championship game twenty twenty one? I never know that stuff. They're losing. Lawrence, Lawrence says, says Pitt, Pitt won, won the ACC. Yeah, yeah, that makes okay. yeah, yeah. That so Pitt's in. So Pitt would get in. Where's Clemson ranked? This is interesting. They're 19th on this list. Clemson would not have made the playoff last year. Where's Wake Forest ranked? Wake Forest was ranked 20th. Wake Forest would not have made the playoff last year. Which is fine because, I mean, Clemson was mid last year. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm saying it's fine. I'm just saying, like, scenarios in which you would have teams. Ohio State, where are they ranked on this? Seven. Seven. Okay, so Ohio State would have made it. All right, all right. So let's get in. Let's continue here. All right, so um, champions, first four seed, highest remaining seeds will host lower seeds at sites to be determined. So this still gets you your bowl playoff sites, likely. Scheduling, first round games will be played on either the second or third weekend in December, at least 12 days after the conference championship games. Wow. You know what? Oh, wait, that changes it. Wait, so How does that the, change S- it? The, the SEC championship is usually the first weekend in December. Right. So, so you would have, have to, to wait the third. at least 12 days. So roughly It would have to be the third. Yeah, some, so bowl, some bowl games start around the it third It said the weekend. second or third. So, yeah, it would be the third week. Okay. If, yeah. Right. yeah, the first week in December. So you no longer get that break, right? There's usually no. some kind of break. But if you're in the SEC championship game, you, you're well, not one Yeah, assuming you're not one of the top ones. Right, but if you lose the SEC championship game and you are in one of the— Right, you right. turn around and play in two weeks as a lower-seeded person in this Ooh. scenario. Okay. So can we all collectively agree right now, the SEC runner-up is always getting into this thing? Factual. Yes. Every year. Yeah. It, Every it year. would be very difficult, unless you had some weird scenario like an 8-4 and four SEC East team pulls an upset in the SEC championship. Well, no, even right. still. Even still, it doesn't though. Ma- yeah. Well, so no, let's say— uh, um, 
the SEC runner-up. So you're talking about by schedule. So let's take that same scenario. An eight and four SEC East team loses the SEC championship game. Okay, it depends on where they came into that SEC championship game ranked. Do Correct. they take the next highest person from the West? So, then? so yeah, I mean, assuming that the two team we don't put two like one sorry team in the SEC championship game. I mean, it's it, the East. Come on. If it's Bama right. versus Georgia, though, what I'm saying is the, the the team like the teams like Auburn and Texas A&M that just barely miss the SEC championship game because their only losses to Bama. They're in good shape. You're, you're, yeah, you're in good shape yeah. to get into the you back half of that You get three weeks. You get three weeks off. Yeah, then you don't have yeah. to play the games. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, so, it almost benefits you to be really good and not make the SEC championship mm-hmm. game if you're yeah. in the West. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Unless you don't win you, it. You can win it and be all right because you get the bye if you so win. you get the bye week. Yeah. yeah. But if you sneak in on that back end, you may get a little bit of a break because you don't have to play the SEC championship game, but you still have to play more. You still have to make up the game if yeah. they're getting off. So, like, yeah. I, I just think, based on what we said, it's very likely there are always three SEC teams in this. Right. Right. Yeah. So the, runner up, the, runner, the runner up in the West and whoever makes the SEC championship game is almost likely always in this. Right. I'm telling you. And in rare years where you have somebody from the East who's decent in the second spot, you know, maybe Kentucky from last year or something. I mean, they would have a they would have a decent argument to to maybe yeah. creep in the back end of that playoff. What, what were they it's, ranked? What were they ranked? Yeah, in that I was poll? about to say, let's let's look at the numbers. Where they were, were they twenty. Ranked? They were twenty. They finished twenty five. But it nah, would depend on how the there. other team the other teams do. I mean, you had Arkansas at twenty two. Nah. Yeah, it'd be it'd be unlikely. Let's continue here. Bowl mm. relationship, quarterfinal and semifinal games will be played at the rotating bowl sites, subject to agree- agreements being reached. National championship will continue to be played at neutral sites. Existing conference relationships with bowls will be considered for game replacements. Game placements. Game placements. Excuse me. So this is. I mean, this is interesting. I think there's, there's a lot to to unpack uh, with this. Jeffrey here says. Uh, the number 12 has to be a move uh, in order to block the super conferences from forming. Makes sense, right? Mm. I don't know that that blocks it, though. Like, I don't why, block it, no. why would that prevent super conferences from happening? I, so, I mean, so it, let's, let, let's, let's uh, contract what they just talked about, right? So let's just say that they're going to go in this with a 6-2 and two model instead of 6-6, six and six, right? Meaning six conference champions and two outliers. That does help make sure that somebody else gets mm-hmm. in, but likely those other two are going to be in Indy, i.e. Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and then somebody from one of those super conferences. Right. I think 12 actually, I don't think it, it helps or hurts super conferences because what you have from super conferences are teams who, are, who would have been jostling with these huge programs all season long. So if you respect USC, if you respect Ohio State, if you respect uh, Michigan and then you're going to have one team who's been playing all of them gets close but not good enough. And at the end of the season, they're going to say, man, but they really played Ohio State close or they ended up beating Michigan or they played USC tight. I don't know how they're not the eighth best team in the country. Let's put them in, whoever that team is. And the same thing in the SEC, which is why we got the benefit of the doubt in 2017. I think if we had a 12-team playoff in 2017, Auburn would have been in it. Yeah, we lost to LSU and we lost to Clemson, but Clemson, Bama, and Georgia were the three best teams in the country that year. So you say, man, I don't know. They played a tough schedule. We got to put them in. And so the group of five team that UCF probably is on the outside looking in if it's an 18, if it's an 18 in 2017. Oh, yeah, that's facts. Yeah. By, by, by proximity to the super conference teams, 
the teams in the super conferences have a much better chance of getting into an eight or 12 team playoff because everybody has a way to compare how good they are versus the teams That's that fact. the country thinks are the best in, in, in the nation. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. So let's get here. Um, more super chats here. And Monty Smoot jumps in and says, man, what, what happened? Okay, man, I don't care who we play. I embrace all the smoke. I'd love to beat Georgia, Alabama, or both two times in a season. I want all the smoke. Auburn will be undefeated and win the national championship this season. I love I it. I am not upset at this enthusiasm right here. We're going to send you some <laughs> TWR shades in mind because the sun. <laughs> Appreciate that. Right. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thinking a little bit about where Auburn stands right now in all of this, right? Like, how do we feel about the trajectory of the program and the excitement that you feel like this puts, or do you feel like it it lessens the um, the excitement around the regular season? Because that's what I've been hearing or seeing a lot of people talk right. about is how the regular season becomes less important with this playoff being a thing. Based on the rules we're reading, I don't think it does. Mm-mm. Because now you're thinking about the different scenarios that happen based on what happens in the Iron Bowl based on what happens in the conference like you're you're trying to you're jockeying for your position to get into the playoff so All every game still long. becomes significant mm-hmm. and where you've land because yeah you do you want to be that team that plays in an, uh, in the conference championship and get a bye or hey we didn't make the conference championship but we got we we got some ground to make up but playing some other big boys and you know what I mean? Working my way to the national championship. Like those games make you think through on how significant the outcome is. So I, I don't think it necessarily does it based on the rules that they've listed. So I, I, I don't think it I don't think it takes away from it at all. If anything, we know we're getting a lot more football than we've had in recent years. Significant football, as right. far as I'm concerned. Something that some people will make a, a point about is that now we've got an additional game because you had at the very least a semifinal and a final for who were mostly conference champions in the playoff. And now that's another game on these guys' bodies. And I agree with that. Um, And I think that that will probably have to be addressed in some way, or ideally it should be addressed, short of just outright playing these guys, paying these guys for um, playoff games, which I'm I'm fine with. But um, also, to that point, C, I think what what has to be done now is, is... you can't say that the regular season is less important because you are jockeying for position every week because people are still voting for the rankings, right? The rankings mm-hmm. are still yeah. voted by that committee. So yeah. when they sit down and vote at the end of the year, whether Auburn's 10 or 8, they say the way they do it is they put up two teams that are to be considered. And they say, who do you think will win on a neutral field? And you pick which team. It's kind of like one of those those tests where, like those survey tests, um, are you more this or more that? Uh, do you favor service or performance? You know, all that stuff. And at the end, that's how they get the rankings, right? So when you've, let's say, gone somewhere and gotten dusted in the regular season and you have this one just terrible loss, sure, may, you maybe end up with as a one-loss team and maybe you lose a conference championship, but in, in the people's minds who are voting, like, man, they look terrible on the road playing Oklahoma. I thought Auburn was, they were great everywhere, but they really folded that game. I don't know. Is that team going to show up? All of these performances, every performance you put out will determine how you're viewed at the end of the season. And because that determines where you fall, if you're going on the road or if you're hosting, every regular season game is still important. Yeah, I, w- I think one way of looking at it would be because the common argument has been that because one loss could knock you out 
it makes the regular season more exciting. I would actually argue that not getting knocked out by one loss actually keeps the regular season more relevant for more yes. teams longer yeah, into yes. the season. Yeah, right? And it also right. increases the relevancy of the postseason, right? Like, who cares right. about bowl games right now? Right. Nobody, right. nobody cares about those games. No, listen. And, I still, and I, I'm going to say this real quick, Mike. You don't want to be the team that's ranked 10th when these rankings are out and lose to a non-conference opponent, and now you're down in the 20th position going into right. the final weeks. Yep. So, like, when you say it, 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 the, the games are less significant, I disagree because if you drop a game that you shouldn't drop and now you're hovering around your, your borderline towards the end of the season, that can mean the difference between you getting in or not even being considered. Think about this for a second, too. Um, think about, and I'm going to let you finish your point, Mike. People talk about, oh, losing to Penn State early, it's not as big a deal, right? Because we could possibly still win the conference and it doesn't matter, right? But if you don't win the conference and you lose to Penn State, it hurts your chances for the playoff even more. And that was kind of the point you were making, B-Will. But jump back in here, Mike, and finish your point if you got it. Yeah, I mean, it changes a lot of things. I mean, because ultimately, if we're in the super conference today, do we even schedule a Penn State? Right? Like, right. I mean, right. it's 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 right. it changes a lot of things. I, I just think um, ultimately the argument that it's going to weaken the regular season, I think the regular season gets stronger in other ways. Mm-hmm. So, like, who gives a damn about South Carolina, Clemson every year for the last, like, seven years? You know, foregone conclusion, right. who's going to win that game, right? But now, if you're South Carolina, that game could mean a lot because it's a non-conference game that's auto on your schedule every year. And if you're South Carolina and it's the SEC and you're ranked somewhere in the fringe 15, beating Clemson might be making the playoff. Or at least playing them extremely close mm-hmm. to yeah, show yeah. something to the people. And well, so Clemson goes on and wins the ACC, and you're sitting here as a three-loss South Carolina or four-loss South Carolina? Like, I don't know. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That, well, I'm saying, or maybe, I think maybe at max a three-loss South Carolina, but I just think right. if they're the ACC champions or the supposed ACC champions because they wouldn't have won it yet, right? right. When you're... If I'm a three-loss South Carolina team. I didn't win the East, but I finished with three losses in the SEC, and I beat one of your top six in the playoff. That mean, that game means even more now. Think about how much more is on the line. Or if you're Clemson, you get to be the reason that little brother never makes it every year. He comes right. that much closer, and it's just, oh, you were so close, but you can't beat us, so you miss it. I think that adds more excitement to this conversation, personally. I I just don't... I just think the season ends on week three for so many teams. Yeah. 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 And I mean, and and to that point, too, there's a lot of these out-of-conference rivalries, I think, that become more relevant, right? So you've Mm -hmm. got... The, the Florida, Florida State, Florida State, Florida rivalry becomes more relevant again. Not that they're going to beat them anytime soon, but Georgia, Georgia Tech becomes more relevant. The South Carolina Clemson one becomes more relevant. The um, Memphis and Kentucky becomes more relevant. The Louisville, Louis- Kentucky. Louisville, excuse me. Louisville and Kentucky becomes more relevant. Um, so you're just going to get uh, Vandy, the, Vandy and Tennessee both play uh, in-state rivalry games too. Anyway, but still, the point is that you've got these rivalries, I think, that become more relevant again uh, with that sort of thing. Going to jump back in here and grab some more of these Super Chats. We appreciate everybody who's chatting in. I see a bunch of comments coming in, guys. I'm not skipping your comments, and I apologize if it looks like I am, but I am prioritizing the Super Chats because, you know, it is what it is. You guys paid money. You might as well get a little shine here. Lawrence Robinson says he needs to call in. (laughs) 
No, By sir, the way, we do Lawrence, not do call-in shows. But. <laughs> the he was not for you, man. The he was for the just the conversation, man. Like, we yeah, hear what man, you're saying, though. I, I, I love all the... Listen, you've got a right to your opinion, and I love you uh, voicing your opinion, man. So I appreciate you uh, chatting in. Exclusive TV jumps in. Do y'all think it shortens the off-season? Um, mm-hmm. This is a good question. Do you think that there's a reason that they expand the off-season a little bit more to get all of these games in? I mean, we're already getting a bunch of bowl games in. Um, I'm assuming they're going to play back-to-back weeks. So if we're talking about starting the third week in December, theoretically, right? So how many weeks do we normally get between then and when the season ends right now? So what it would look when, like When was is, the national title game played this year? It's usually like the second, second week Monday, in January. Second yeah. Monday in, in, in January or something so like that? So like four weeks' time total? But that's because they put the, the games on New Year's, right? So what this does is set up the first round of games – about a week and a half, two weeks before New Year's. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm just, right. I'm just asking how many weeks right now. So when is the last bowl game played? Because there are bowl games that get played after the national championship game, right? Right now? In like a service game? I think the national championships usually it. I think it's like usually, a, I think the national championship game, game is a little. Right, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think how, with that. 12 teams and we're talking about how many rounds of football are we talking about there? You got the five through twelve round. You've got the one through eight round. You've got the one through whoever's the final four, and then the semifinal. So you've got, so we got four six rounds. rounds, four or four, four rounds, four rounds. All right, so that's about the same amount of time. Maybe one extended week if they want to give mm-hmm. a break somewhere. Yep. So you're Which talking about extending would. it by an additional week, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's too bad. It's not bad at all, considering people hate how long the the off season right. is right now for football anyway. And to be honest with you, most of us are on uh, neutral until the the playoff games were getting played around New Year's. Like I wasn't, especially now with the opt outs, and like mm-hmm. that's the thing the the, the opt outs were kind of ruining the bowl game experience. Well, that we was made, my point: is that the relevancy yeah. of the postseason becomes higher for more teams now, right? You're going to see less and less of these high-profile players saying, nah, I don't want to play in this game because the game means something now. You're going to a postseason game that actually has some meaning. Less and less of those players are going to decide that they don't want to play. And that factors into the NIL conversation as well, right? Like, There's going to be a conversation around whether or not that helps these players and their validity towards building their brands um, later on in the thing. So Austin Holland says need more needs no more than eight. Twelve is too much in lessening the uh, reverence and meaning of the regular season. We so already kind of relevance. addressed this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I revering it, that's I fine. I don't disagree that eight would have been cool. Um, I think 12 gives more people a little bit of a shot or a little bit of revenue because that's that's another thing yeah. is if you're a borderline team who's always on the cusp and always on the fringe, well, listen, now the Pac-12 may not have the heavy hitters, but – if you have a consistent enough team like a Utah, right, with a coach who's got it going, you're not going to be world beaters, but you're going to be competitive. You know what? You get in at 10, and now the conference gets to share gets to share a little bread, and maybe that's the boost y'all need because obviously y'all TV deals for trash out there in the Pac-12, so you need a little playoff money to help get things going. So what you can do is make the playoff. If you're not going to be one through eight, get in at 9, 10, 11, and 12 and start to, to get, get something going. Dan Landing out there at Oregon, they're doing good recruiting. You've got an opportunity to get in the door and build yourself up. So, so this there. does, I mean, we haven't talked about this and, and how it helps in recruiting for those fringe teams, mm-hmm. right? You now have a better opportunity to give a real reason to a recruit that mm-hmm. your games in this conference matter that much more, right? So if right. you are, you know, an Auburn, a Texas A&M, a team that has always just kind of been right there at the edge of being a Kentucky Right now, you've got a shot to say, we don't just have a chance to go out here and win 
a conference championship if we play really well. We can play really well throughout the season and have a potential to go out here and win a national championship if we handle business during the regular season, even if we don't make the conference championship. Right. right? right. So you do have that opportunity. Um, John Brandon jumps in here with the super chat. Appreciate that very much. Won't they have to shorten the regular season by one game? Um, I don't know the answer to this, but uh, so, go ahead, B. Of course, I think you shouldn't have to play a 12-game regular season if you're one of the teams that has to play in the uh, the conference championship game is 13. If you end up 5 through 12 after that conference championship game, you play that round, that's 14. If you make it to the final eight, you play that round, that's 15. If you final four would be 16 and the championship game would be 17, and that is a hell of a run. That's a that's lot a, of games. That's an NFL I mean, that's an NFL schedule. That's an NFL schedule. But it's an NFL regular schedule. Right, but regular season NFL schedule. schedule. So I think the reason you can't shorten the regular season is because it's only going to be 12 teams. You're going to shorten 132 teams schedule by one game, assuming that 12 of them make it. So what what happens to the games that those, I mean, those universities want to sell those 12 games. Mm-hmm. Whoever's home yeah. game that is, they want that. They want that beer money. They want that concession money. The FCS or group of five schools who get that paycheck from that 12th game, they want that money as well. So you can't mess with that economy. And I think that, that there is some disincentive there to continue to play every game. I think you may find a situation where teams might be doing what NFL teams do and kind of jockey at the end of the regular season for just the right position. Now, that's tough because it's mathematic in the NFL. You right. know exactly say, where you're going to be. Hands. Right. Yeah. It's if not you in your lose hands. The game, you're not supposed to. Right. Or, I mean, so let, let's, let's just play this scenario out. And I, hear, I see some people in the comments talking about the importance of the Iron Bowl, right? Let's say, offhand scenario, both teams go into the Iron Bowl right on the edge like one is undefeated one has one loss going into the iron bowl right Mm -hmm. you know that if you're the one loss team the shot that you have to get in is winning the iron bowl and then going on to win the conference championship more than likely you lose the iron bowl you lessen your chances of going in and getting into the playoff at that point in time if you're the undefeated team are you disincentivized to win the iron bowl even if it's a rivalry game perhaps but I don't think or are you disincentivized game. if you're an undefeated team playing a person who's not undefeated in the conference championship game to play right. your hardest in the conference championship game or just rest care. a dude. Right. I'm saying, do you care as yeah. much? Yeah. Rest. If you got somebody who's dealing with a, a sprain, but he's good enough to go rest him. You know what? We can hit no matter what. I'm going to get my guys back. I've been recruiting well enough, developing well enough. Hey, whoever's next up, you get in here. You're going to get some experience right now because we might need you, but this other guy's going to rest so he can get yeah, so it. But if it's a difference between getting a bye and not getting a bye, like, you mean, in still means you play first week and you have a tougher, if you're out of the top six, it's losing that game means you're out of the top six. Then yeah. you're not, you're not going to rest anybody, right? I think that's the point is, is that to get that bye week, you have to win your championship game, which mm-hmm. dis- disincentivizes people from, Resting people in the, the yeah in, in the championship camp yeah yeah so I, I I don't think that would factor in because they, I think That's they true. would put safeguards in in, in in for that awesome all right Auburn girl jumps in here with just a super chat I didn't see anything attached to it so if you had something else you wanted to say we missed that but appreciate you jumping in with that super chat 
Um, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Once again, we are talking playoff expansion. Uh, a lot of comments jumping in here, and we want to make sure that we get to as many of them as possible. You know, you guys want to hear our thoughts, but I know you guys want to get your thoughts out. So I'm going to try to get to, to more of these as we uh, see them come in. Um, Drew Khan earlier says 16 seed beats a one seed. So it's really amazing that we will have madness on the gridiron as well. I mean, this is interesting, right? Like, it's highly unlikely, right? Highly unlikely. The (laughs) difference in a... Well, I mean, because, yeah, because a basketball game, you can have one ethereal talent. Right. And you can go out there and upset a team. Or, you know, you can play your guts out for, you know, the 45 minutes of a basketball game and get, you know, some breaks here. It's so unlikely that a low-seeded team beats a team. I mean, number one, you're, if you're a 16 playing a one, that means that you have already played a game in the playoff, right? So you had to beat somebody else before you even got to that one seed. There's not a off-the-bat 16 That's versus one game that's, that's going to happen, right? That's so true. you would have had to play somebody else already. So you're more tired. You're facing a rested one seed that likely is the more talented team. Right, right. That's but, that's a hard thing with the, to with see the better with the better coaches as well too. I think coaching plays more of a like if you're on a basketball court, you can go out there and just shoot out of your mind. Right, right. That's, yeah, that's right, my point. Yeah, like yeah, there, yeah, there's right, a, yeah. there's not a scenario in which somebody can just have an out of their mind game unless it's a quarterback that is yeah. just running they shit just that the coach miss. coach yeah. didn't call. Right. Like yeah, just calling his own audibles. Right. <laughs> on the like they're gonna have like, to yeah. Johnny Manziel their way through that entire game. Yeah. Speaking of which. And I'm that's not like, even a championship. Mm, you see what I'm saying? Like, there's, right, like right. how do you reproduce that? You, right. you got to do that again the next week against likely the number three team in the country. Right. Yeah. And so, they're rested. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. One thing that I I thought was interesting about this conversation and and really the idea that when you let teams in on the back end, they don't stand a chance. And I've always disagreed with that. And the reason is because I want you to think about all the teams who have won championships since the playoff has started. Was there any doubt that that was the best team in the nation? At any point for any of the championships, 2021, who just won? I forgot. Is it Georgia? I'm comfortable saying Georgia was the best team in the country. Now, if you tell me Alabama wants to play them and they're completely healthy, maybe it's different, maybe. But I'm comfortable saying Georgia was the best team. And no, there wasn't any team 5 through 12 who would have beaten that Georgia team. 2020, that Alabama team versus how everybody else looked in 2020, no, they were the best. The LSU team 2019, no, that was their year. Like, I, I don't think there's everybody saying, oh, well, do you just giving the good team an opportunity to trip up? Who are these teams losing to? We saw these teams play. You telling me somebody out there and outguns uh, Joe Burrow and them 2019? No, nobody was beating them that It's year. not happening. The yeah. Clemson team in 2018 mm-hmm. with that defense? No, yeah. they, no. They got smoked. <laughs> Everybody who came up against them with a good, got smoked. On the other end, what I have seen are teams that start rough, start the wrong quarterback early in the season, mm-hmm. and end up at a place where they are as good as everybody thought they were going to be. I'll give you a good example. I think James Franklin is very overrated. He is overrated because he had one very good team, and it was the year that they beat Ohio State. And they got left out of the college football playoff. Ohio State got the nod to go on, and they got smoked 
by Clemson 30 to nothing. That was his year. Now, because he just was in a conference with somebody who was a higher favorite than him, Ohio State's program, he didn't get to get in. An expanded playoff says, you know what, there's no way y'all let me out of this. Or what happens is they get right. their proper seating in the top four, and Ohio State gets to get in at six Correct. or seven yeah, or whatever right. it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that way, there's no you don't have to make a subjective argument, a bad subjective argument, right. by the way, between two teams when one team clearly beat the brakes off the other. Right. Like, I just don't. It's still, it's still going to yeah. happen at the, it's not going to happen as high in the rankings, but it will happen at the back end of this ranking, right? The right. 10, yeah, for 10 sure. 11, 12 teams are still going to be arguing that the 13, 14, 15 teams were better teams and, or the, the 13, 13, 14, 15 teams are going to complain that they were better than the 10, 11, 12 teams that you guys let in. For yeah, sure. but, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I, you could expand it. 30, man, and you're always going to have that argument. Yeah, 100%, which is why I don't care what the number is, really. It's really about whether the system works to get the best teams in there. Um, And then automatic quals with the conference championships, people are going to complain that some 9-3 and Pac-12 team got in automatically, and they're going to go in there and get the brakes beat off of them by somebody, right? It's going to happen. Every year you're going to have this debate that someone didn't belong, I was the better team, if I had gotten in, we would have won, and... It's just going to be a thing that's going to continue to happen. Stuart Donald earlier said, uh, give me those all SEC Final Fours, y'all. You think the Big Ten hates us now? <laughs> uh, listen, I don't think the Big Ten is who hates us that much. I think it's the PAC and the ACC and the Big 12 that hates everybody mm-hmm. in uh, the SEC and the Big Ten. I think that's where the hatred actually resides. Yeah, most of the hate comes from the ACC, right? Like, they have... Some great basketball schools, but in football, they have just not been able, you know, outside of Clemson. And I mean, but whose fault presence. is that? Yeah, like, that's not like mm-hmm. you, you guys, the, 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 the ACC being bad is not the, the, the Big Ten or the SEC's fault. Right. But their conference leadership screwed themselves. Right. right? And that's right. why when everybody makes fun of the togetherness of like SEC schools when it comes to like SEC versus, I just laugh. I'm just like, but you guys aren't getting it. This is why we're beating it. Right? You don't get it. Like they, they have, they, they figured out that if more teams are equal, the whole can be greater. So they, I'm not saying we invented equal revenue sharing, but that was the thing that almost ended the Big 12. Yeah. Was yeah. the Longhorns taking. Um, uh, a majority, a lion's share of the revenue. And then A&M came and said, listen, we're, we're going to pay 60-something million dollars to leave, but in year one in the SEC, we're going to make up all that money, so it just doesn't matter, and you could just stay here and weaken the rest of the conference. Meanwhile, they immediately had a Heisman winner and went on some crazy run. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know it hasn't resulted in any SEC championships for them, but recruiting improved. They're constantly in the conversation yeah, and, but this expansion yeah. allows them to to even. So, I, honestly, I'm going to say this, and B. Will is not here to be upset about it. The big winner in this is Texas A&M. One hundred percent. Because yeah, now sure. Jimbo for doesn't sure. have to win the SEC yeah. West to make a playoff. And he can still make a playoff and have an opportunity to get. They they can they the recruiting pitch that they've been giving these guys and all this money is going to literally pay off now. Well, think yeah. about it this way, right? Look how iffy their team is this year, but they are starting ranked sixth and seventh, respectively, in the preseason polls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. again, a two-loss season gets them into a 12-team playoff when you start that high to begin with and you're already in the SEC West. Yeah. So, yeah. He, here's a question I have that's on this subject. Do we think 
preseason polls should be something that we do away with. I don't know how it matters that you do away with it because at some point in time, that first poll is still going to be. But do you think we should play a couple of weeks into the season? I know they say the actual playoff poll doesn't start, but that playoff poll does have something to do. It'll never I mean, go away. How they do it is based upon yeah, did you re- beat a ranked team, blah, it, blah, blah. It'll never go away because the, the NCAA has no control over it. The AP is going to do that regardless because it creates too many talking points and like it just will never go away. I think it yeah. should go away. But it will never go away, right? Ever, right? And I think, I think that I think their way of trying to address that a few years ago was coming out with that college football playoff poll later on in the season. That was their way to try to give, yeah. But they always do the head up matchups with ranked teams, right? So like that, That's you true. say it doesn't matter, but then it matters because of who you're playing and that where no. they ranked at the time and are they like that's it. The ranking still comes into play. So even though it's a an it no no poll matters until the college football playoff. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that. No, was I'm not their saying you're try. saying that. I'm yeah. saying that that was gotcha. the argument they were trying to make is that well, it doesn't really matter because that's not the playoff poll, but it does. Yeah, if you're it telling me that does. Does. it told me those people aren't looking at that stuff at all. Okay, maybe right, but if it's out there, no. they're going they're going to be inherent biases that people are drawing from those polls, whether they're talking about it or not. Like, I mean, like I said, it should go away, but it's not ever going to because the college the NCAA is not in control of it right like you're not you're not going to stop sports illustrated or espn or any of these other independent what is outlets the ncaa actually in control of like yeah. let's start there other than to penalizing people for random stuff they have no control over anything fortunate degree says i'm with josh pate on this one it makes auburn's path to the national championship much harder uh we have to go through our rough schedule then face even more top teams not to miss and mention the sec championship game I don't know that I agree that it's harder. Listen, I I think what it does is it makes other people's schedule within the SEC harder with conference expansion because this is not happening in a vacuum, right? And so I I just think it's the case for, I mean, Georgia had to face Bama twice. Bama had to face Georgia twice last year. So I I understand our strength of schedule is a little bit stronger than theirs. But to B's point earlier, if Auburn raises its level of play and become the team that teams fear. It, it was amazing. There was a point back in its early 2000s, Alabama had a tough path in the SEC West, but mm-hmm. they became an elite team, an elite program, and now their schedule all of a sudden looks easy. If Auburn raises its level, and I agree, yeah, it's still going to be tough, but it's no tougher than what the top teams in the conference already has to deal with. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't agree with the whole. It's going to make it tougher, dude. It's it's hard already. If you play in the West, it's hard. What this does is this gives you a back channel way of not getting eliminated in week three. So I mean, because right? he, here's here's the thing though, like it it definitely is tough. It's going to be tough one way or the other. There's no way around it being a tough road. Um, the only thing, the only teams that benefit from this really, again are the teams that would be fringe teams and then that group of five team actually they get mm-hmm. to play out the conversations, right? So like your uh, UCFs don't have to claim a national championship. They can go out and actually earn it on the field now, right? Like you don't, they, they don't have to come out here and pretend like they won and throw parades and blah, blah, blah. Go play, go play, go play a team and let's see. Since you think you can compete with everybody else, let's see. Yeah, I, I, I just think the point is, is that it, you know, winning a championship period is tough no matter what route you take there. So if you win the SEC, you play the tough schedule. If you didn't win the SEC and you made the playoff and you're going to win it, it's supposed you gotta to go play. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be tough, man. Like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> right. I, I don't think that there's an easy route 
from the AC from the SEC to the national championship game period. Now, if you're Clemson, there's an easy there was an easy route. You probably hate this. Right. Yeah, because right. now it's right. not just win a couple of games. You got to win like four or four five, five games, games against right. really yeah. quality teams. Yeah, there are more chances for you to trip up when you you can't just steamroll an easy conference and then land yourself in the national title game right. one game one game later. Right. Yeah. So I mean that's 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 which more. is why the BCS always sucked. Right. Because you could be dominating the crap out of a bunch of no name schools, and then because you looked really great on the field in your conference. Yes, I'm looking at you, Oklahoma. Um, and then you make it to the BCS National Championship game, and somebody beats the crap out of you. But really, all you had to do was show up for one game that year, and, and for, you couldn't and do that. for that reason alone, that's why I hate, like, now to your point, that's why those rankings should die. Like, that, to me, that's how Oklahoma got there, because they started the season. Yeah, they just started, two. yeah, right. And we've seen, I mean, they changed the whole formula after that season, right? But um, I think, uh, uh, you know, 2003, um Kansas State versus Oklahoma was probably, I mean, that was one of the greatest tragedies, right? Right. Uh, Kansas State Absolutely. demolished Oklahoma 35 to 7 in their in the Big 12 championship game. And then they still made the national championship game after getting steamrolled in their conference championship game because of perception. So this this is, you know, there's always gonna be some team that doesn't deserve to be in there that gets in there if you're outside of the big or the SEC. I'm telling you, they're going to be undeserving teams outside of those conferences. Even in college long. basketball, you you have teams on the bubble who get upset. A&M. A&M should have gotten into the tournament. Yeah, they got screwed last year. You know not what I mean? Making so, it, yeah, yeah. yeah they so, got, so even with the legitimacy of a college basketball tournament, you're still going to have some teams that's going to feel slighted. There's no way yeah. around it. Yeah, Absolutely. it's hard. It's hard. It's supposed to be hard. Kirk Brasher says, hey, what's up, guys? I'm not surprised that the college football playoff went to 12 teams, but I'm surprised it happened so quick. I think it will be great. Excited for the 2024 season. What do y'all think? I think we've kind of addressed this um, a little bit as we've been talking. But yeah, I am I am shocked that they went straight from four to 12. I did think we were going to have a, a stop at eight for a couple of years and see how that went. Um, and But not upset about any of this. I just think that, you know, it's a change in college football and People who are hating to see a lot of the changes around the country are getting upset, and everybody who is embracing the change is going to go out here and and play some really great football, and I think football will still be amazing. So there's that. Lawrence Robinson has been busy in the chat. Where will the group of five get the schedule strength going forward? What Power 5 school is going to schedule a group of five school? This is a good question. Guys, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean— They just got to win their conference, though. Yeah, yeah, this is where— um, this is where I'm I'm at, right? Like I just think this whole thing after super conferences form is gonna de-incentivize teams from playing risky games outside of their conference, right? Which makes those group of five schools less likely to get on a schedule with, you know, unless they're literally paying money to take the you know what I mean, like to get the matchup. I I just don't know I, how it works. I, I think I mean, more but, teams so, are gonna get shut out. Do mm. do you think though, let's just say it's a uh a UCF. We're going to pick on them for a minute. Do you think UCF schedules a Missouri, right? Like they're not the top guys in the conference, but Missouri by nobody's account is the top team in the SEC. Do you think some of the smaller power five schools or the lesser in power five happen. schools I think that then schedule 
because they 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 need a resume builder as well, right? Right, right. Well, well, not Missouri. You're already in the SEC. You don't need a resume builder. You're in the SEC. I'm saying, but if you're going to get mud stomped by everybody else in the SEC East, it'd be nice for you to have some sort of other school that you could go out there and put a W Maybe on. not UCF. It's not gonna, hey, that's not going to matter. Maybe not UCF. If you're, if you're you mud stopped by way. the conference, it just doesn't matter, right? Like you, you, I just think you, there's, I'm there's just lessons. asking, do you think that they would, they would take that game and not worry about it? Because it's not. It doesn't really matter. It's like, all right, yeah, I'll give you a shot. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I, if I'm Missouri, I'm not taking that game. If I'm if I'm in the SEC West and I'm playing a nine game conference schedule, I'm definitely not. I'm not going out of my oh, way. If we, to go to, if we go to nine, yeah, but but that's where it's going with conference expansion. I think I think we're going to a nine game schedule with you know the Big Ten already at nine. Like I, I doubt I doubt that those games get scheduled. It's going to make it really really hard on. Um, on these other schools. This is why I think Notre Dame runs for a conference. I think now, if you're Notre Dame, you know, all the arrogance you had about staying independent maybe goes away a little bit because um, the way the rules are going to be set up, to your point, if, if they don't put a Notre Dame exception in it, like the highest they're going to be as a seed is going to be like, what, like five or, you know what I mean? Does that it's ruin really the legitimacy of the playoff if they make a Notre Dame exception? I think it's. I think any Notre Dame exception is bull. Like, I, I mean, think, I think Andy, but, the yeah. only reason an exception should exist for Notre Dame or would exist is so that they could get into the top four because they're not in the conference, but they would still make the playoff, right? So, like, it's only going to keep Notre Dame from getting a bye. Right, correct. Um, yeah. If they don't give some sort of exception. So, if Notre Dame, but see, see here, here, here's where it gets tricky. And, and this is, I think, the point that Mike is making is that who schedules Notre Dame? Who puts Notre Dame on their schedule that has a legitimate shot of getting to the playoff without having to play Notre Dame? Yeah, it's not. It's not helping me. It only helps Notre Dame. Right. I mean, probably right? a Stan- probably a Stanford. Yeah. If I'm in the Big Ten or, or the, the SEC, SEC, there's literally I, no, no, reason no, no reason to schedule Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah no, so like may, maybe a Pac-12 team yeah, does Stanford. it. Maybe a Big 12 team does it. Maybe an ACC team does it to bolster their yeah. record. But it's got to be. But again, if you're Clemson. Why schedule Notre Dame? I need to cakewalk through my season, win my um, conference. If you're Oregon, Utah, why schedule Notre Dame? If you're Oklahoma, well, Oklahoma's going to be in the SEC. I don't who who plays in the Big Twelve still? Like what? Like, yeah, I mean, it's just it's <laughs> it's it's tough. Like those those conferences now, their their terrible leadership is is led them down this path, right? Where again, you're not sweating this if you're in the SEC or the Big Ten right now. You know, if you're the Big Ten, you win. You poach the Pac-10s to two of their flagship schools. Right. Everybody else is on the outside looking in, and they're just thinking, hey, when this rolls around, we're already good. So all the rest can do is try to jump into one of these super conferences or form their own super conference and hope that it's viewed the same as these others. Like, I mean, I know that UCF is joining the Big 12, and there's some schools running for the Big 12. I just don't think without Texas and Oklahoma, the view of that conference is going to be the same. It's, it's going to be, I mean, it's, it's yeah, I mean, it, the view isn't going to be the same. It doesn't matter, though, right? They big, still have a conference championship. It's the Big East, right? Yeah. Like, it's, but it's I'm saying they're still going to have a conference champion and they're still going to have an opportunity to get into the playoff as these rules are constructed, right? I think the so, path for, and see, this is what's going to be interesting is, is it better to be in the top of the group of five? or be in the bottom of, like, a UCF, for instance, right? They were dominating their conference, Boise, right? Dominating their conference every single season. It benefits them nothing to go to the Pac-12 now. Like, why did, why, why go yeah. there? I can yeah. stay in my weak conference and dominate it and have a better chance of getting to the playoff than if I go out here and kind of play yeah. well 
in the in this other conference. Brian Harson's like, damn it, I should just wait a couple more years to stay there. Could have been in this damn playoff <laughs> with my three star athletes. <laughs> And getting mud stomped when yeah, they got into the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, right, well, right, I mean, right. hey, listen, Statue of Liberty. But, um, <laughs> they, they, they might have won one game, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I like I said, there's, there's a lot to there's a lot to be said here once they iron out the rules because um, I think you're, they're going to have to re, whatever rules they came up with today are going to have to be re looked at once conference realignment is finished. Yeah, right. Because right, to your point, we don't I mean, even the conferences know. are going to have to figure this out for sure. Yeah, like, the SEC has to figure out what's the best best path for us to get the most people in. Yeah, I'm just right. happy we have Greg Sankey and they have and everybody else has who they have. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the SEC is already they've already made their moves in anticipation of this. Now the other people who've been behind the eight ball are scrambling to get in position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, like literally, as Mike was saying. If you're the Pac-12 and you're the ACC and you tried to block this last year, you have to feel every member institution in those two conferences should be in an uproar right now with their conference leadership. And I'm telling you, like business, the business that is college football, right? Like it's more than just about the games that are being played on the field. There are business people trying to project, right, the success of the whole. And, you know, between Greg Sankey and Mike Sly, uh, we've been very fortunate to have two visionaries in that regard, like, you know, I mean, the SEC, they spearheaded the conference championship game back yeah. in the early 90s, right? Like, they they had the vision to say, hey, this is going to be good long term. It created revenue. It created jobs. You know, it created rivalries. And they are staying on the forefront of that change rather than letting the change happen to them. And that's the mistake I think that the ACC and the PAC made was they let the change happen to them. And when you let it happen to you, you don't you don't always get a say in it. Yeah. Right. So yeah, this is where they're at right now. They asked for this. They earned this. And um, like in, in Texas and Oklahoma had the foresight to say, hey, if this is happening, instead of trying to affect change under ineffective leadership, let's just go where they have good leadership. <laughs> Well, right. I, and that's, I think that's the thing that's that's horrible about this is the Big 12 wasn't the, the conference that was protesting this. And they got screwed probably the big – like because they lost their yeah. two biggest cash cows. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even get – the Big 12 got screwed by the Pac-12 and the ACC. The Big 12 was like, yeah, we're cool with this. And, and Pac-12 and ACC were the ones that were being protestive about yeah. it. And I, would so. say, I would say this. Did you guys see the article where they were talking about how um, I guess there's some kind of um, – early TV negotiation that's going on with the Big 12 that might facilitate Oklahoma and um, Texas leaving by 2024 <laughs> and coming to the mm. SEC, so jumping a year early, essentially. So, mm. I mean, they, this could be right on time for the playoff expansion. Yeah, 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 it could be in. They could be in the SEC by the 2024 season. So that renegotiating the TV contract somehow has opened the door for this. So if they sign a new contract, it could somehow release Texas and Oklahoma from whatever they're about to sign depending on when it goes into effect because they yeah. will not be signing off for it at all right. uh this is going to be interesting it's going to be interesting to see but like i said conference leadership is you know nobody cares really who their conference commissioner is until shit like this happens and you know you're complaining about oh you know all the crying about the sec guys is going to be unbearable yeah it's gonna it's definitely I mean, gonna wrench it up yeah yeah it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be on another level for the next couple of years man people are going to be like oh Bama this, Bama that. I'm like, the, the, all this stuff is doing really is widening the gaps between the haves and the have-nots. 
The only thing that's happened really in conference uh, in, in college football to maybe even that a little bit has been the transfer portal. That's it. NIL, all this stuff, all that did was make the rich richer and the poor poor, right? And the, the guys in the middle, they they trended toward poor. But, you know, if you were Auburn and, like, if you were one of these schools that's just got endless money and lots of tradition, you know, NIL, it doesn't, you're going to figure that stuff out eventually. Yeah. Right? Um, if you're one of these schools who doesn't have that, which even in our conference, Lane Kiffin complained about it, right? He just felt like it was going to put them behind the eight ball because they don't have that money that exists in their alumni base like some of these other schools have. And you also don't have a, a like a longstanding winning tradition, recent winning tradition that generates the type of excitement that encourages those people to donate money to your program. So now you're having to ask for dollars, but you know the 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 product that you put on the field is even more important now in terms of generating those dollars. And all this conference realignment and playoff stuff is going to be a big part of it. So like, if you were on the fence and you can't get your team, if you're a French team and you still can't get your team into a 12 team playoff, it's going to suck. It's going to suck. But mark my words, it just got that much easier. Don't complain now. If you if you there was ever a dream of not seeing Bama in the playoff, it just went away. As long I mean, as Nick Saban until, is, un, yeah, until, until the, the, somebody beats him in, the, yeah, until Saban retires, yeah, until yeah, Saban retires, right. right? A mediocre Bama team has earned the benefit of the doubt. Like I could see a nine and three Bama team making the playoff easily in the back half, right? Yeah. On name alone. So you know, if you if you didn't like Bama, this doesn't help you. And this is, I think, this is what Josh Pate was trying to say. He's trying to say this doesn't solve the issue of. The big guys eating and the little guys not eating. It may give a couple of plates to some of the little guys at the table, Mm -hmm. but ultimately you're not going to get more of those little guys into the conversation. You're going to sneak a couple in on the back end and then they're going to get crushed by the big dogs. So, All right. Lawrence Robinson jumps in with another super chat. If an independent team is ranked in the top 10 clause would allow them to get in. I could see that clause pissing off Mike G. I'm not, I'm not necessarily against this. Right. What I'm saying is, if the, if you can be an independent and then get a first round buy, right, right, yeah. that's what that's that would drive me crazy. That's 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 the clause I don't want. That's the Notre Dame clause I don't want to see. You're not going to join a conference, then you're automatically seventh or back. That's it. You're not going to play a conference championship game if you're not going to do what everybody else has to do to make it. You're not going. You don't get to make up your own rules and then say we did enough. No, you play by the damn rules that everybody else is playing by. That's how I feel about that. Okay. Super chat again here from John Brandon. A little off topic, but can y'all discuss the new defenses player in a passing stance ridiculousness? Oh, and the NCAA can't get anything right, dude. Like, I mean, you 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 <laughs> you, you put a clarification out that just causes up. I mean, I, the guy who who posted that that tweet after he read the responses, he was like, "Damn it, guys, we didn't we we had five meetings about this and we still didn't get it right." <laughs> like. I don't, I don't know how you post that and you didn't look at that draft and say, eh, there are going to be a lot of questions about this. Maybe we should have some kind of official clarification. I don't know, right? They, they essentially just said that a, a quarterback throwing the ball is defenseless. Yeah, at any point, that, that's what the rules is, right? They're, they're, they're just trying to implement more rules to protect quarterbacks from getting late hits, essentially. Yeah, I mean, listen, I get it. Listen, if quarterback might be the best job in all the sports here in a second... Can't yeah. get hit. <laughs> you can't get hit, right? Like you get all the time in the world. The defensive back might be the worst job at all the sports here with these rules. So 